0: Coming up on AEA Amplified, John Uzikai, President and CEO of Aspen Avionics.
1: From the Aircraft Electronics Association, this is AEA Amplified, a podcast for aviation's technology experts with your host, Jeff Hill.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of AEA Amplified. I'm Jeff Hill, Director of Communications for the AEA, and the editor of Avionics News Magazine. With me today is Mr. John Uzikai, and he's the president and CEO of Aspen Avionics, an AEA member company since 2005 with headquarters in Albuquerque, New Mexico. John, thanks for for joining us today. And I know many of our listeners are very familiar with Aspen Avionics, but you have quite an amazing aviation story yourself. Um, You've been involved in the avionics industry now for nearly four decades, starting out as an engineer at Boeing and moving into management positions at Sperry and Honeywell. Um, I don't know how many listeners know this, but you were also named the Aviation Industry Entrepreneur of the Year back in 2012 from the living legends of aviation. So that's quite an honor. And you're certainly active in the general aviation industry. You serve on the board of directors for Gamma. You're an instrument rated pilot. So when did you get the bug for aviation, and how did that happen?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, Jeff, thanks for having me on board. I think this is a great thing. It's always fun to talk about aviation and things like that. Um, my aviation career really started with my family. Uh, my dad is a uh, Bo- was a Boeing engineer. Uh, my come a family of nine people. At one point, there were seven of the nine of us who worked at Boeing. So um, aviation has really been a big part of our community, my family, and my community. Uh, having grown up in Seattle and such. Um, but the reality is that uh, most of us were primarily engineers or financial people at Boeing. And uh, I kind of got the bug to fly because I started out in flight management systems uh, back in the 767 7 days and, and all of that in, and what that entailed in terms of the technology. And I got to spend a lot of time with pilots. And uh, it kind of got the bug back then that I really at some point in my life wanted to be part of. The flying community and the business community around flying, and uh, throughout my career, I continued to look for opportunities to uh, to become a pilot. Uh, I always spent time whenever I could within airplanes or out on the flight line. I, I, I did things like I'd volunteer to do VOR tests at the top tail of a 767 just to be around the flight, around the aircraft. So it's always been there, and uh, throughout my career, it's. Uh, know having kids and uh, traveling a lot on business because i spent some time in europe with honeywell um, during my career um it got to the point where i wanted to find an opportunity to uh to become part of the flying community and the aviation community in general aviation that got accelerated really during the honeywell allied merger when bendix king became part of my uh, responsibilities and i started spending time with the general aviation community went to my first oshkosh with Thoroughly amazed, like anybody is the first time they go, and that created uh, the desire to do that. As my career progressed, I, I found the opportunity uh, to uh, be part of Aspen, which started up from basically scratch. Uh, a bunch of investors came and sought me out, and uh, I di- actually didn't know I had it in me to do a startup. Uh, I actually turned down the job several times because I, you know, I was primarily a big corporation guy. And you know, once I got at Aspen and started to deal with pilots more and started to work my pilot's license. I mean, it was just it was just accelerated from there. So uh, my whole life has kind of been a culmination of aviation and becoming a pilot and enjoying the flying community and just the people involved in it, because it's just a fantastic group of people.
0: Yeah, it's truly, truly an amazing story there. And then you founded Avionics back in 2004 and the company was named the AEA Associate Member of the Year later in 2009. Uh, Your company's got a long history of bringing advanced technologies into the cockpits for general aviation pilots. Um, For example, your company's Evolution flight display system and the NextNav GPS sensors are helping aircraft owners meet the uh, FAA's next-gen mandate and to do it affordably. Um, Your company also introduced the industry's first wireless technology that enables transmission of flight plans from an iPad to certified avionics with your patented connecting panel um but you your company also made a, a very important announcement back in early august uh, just a few weeks ago uh when aspen entered into an agreement in principle to become a member of the aero group of companies so john how did that come about and what does that mean to general aviation and to aspen cus- customers across the globe
1: okay yeah i appreciate you uh giving a good good summary i just wanted to make sure you know i actually was not the founder of uh of Aspen Avionics, Jeff Bethel and Peter Lyons were. Uh, I came in shortly after they brought in investors uh, as the CEO um, of Aspen, and uh, and it is correct. We have done a lot of those things, and we have gone into evolved into a true avionics player, and that has led us into this Aero transaction. So what 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 has happened is that uh, so one of our board members, Captain Joe Burns, has been with us for quite a while. Um, and uh, on our board and him and I have known each other for a while. And uh, he ha- had a drone company, a company called Censurion, which we had done some work with him over the period of time. And about two years ago, both him and I kind of saw an opportunity to develop uh, what would be, what, what I would call a mid-tier aerospace company. Um, you know, We've seen a lot of consolidation now with the mid-level players getting swallowed up by larger players. And what we see in our industry often across aerospace, not just in general aviation, is that we have several very large players and then we've got a small uh, small to medium players. And there really is anybody, nobody in that mid-size range. And given the uh, opportunities that are out there with this high growth uh, or emerging growth, there's all kinds of terminology for it, for the drone or urban mobility and a- aspects of it, um, we saw an opportunity to find a group of companies that could put together, uh, a company that could not only exploit its installed, uh, base, its, its, its history in avionics and, uh, with a emerging group, emerging growth group of companies. And, uh, Joe, uh, spearheaded a lot of the activities, found some, in, uh, interested investors. And, uh, we worked with a group of people to basically pick amongst a large number of companies throughout the world um, to find the best fit to to attack the emerging growth industries, to expand the current aerospace industries in avionics um, and controls and things of that nature. And we put together this group with the help of, of Stevens Bank and KPMG and some other people Um, to create what we believe will become the next great mid-sized aerospace company. And so it it really was a well-thought-out two-year process of coming to this, uh, to what we now call the Aero Group.
0: And so, you know, when you made the announcement a few weeks ago, um, I know from my perspective, it seemed like some of the media coverage described it as more of a merger and acquisition, but it really sounds like it's a it's a partnership with nine companies working together to provide more resources so you can compete. Is a partnership the best way to describe your agreement with the Aero Group?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's um you know there's a lot of technical terms that people throw around mergers, acquisitions, all that stuff and there's a lot of connotations around that. Um the reality is to build a co- a company like this, partnership is a better way to describe it because each of the companies brings uh, they've been, I, I want to use the word handpicked, but they've been handpicked for capabilities that not only can stand on their own, but they can, can support the other parts of the Aero Group. So when you talk about partnerships, uh, there are three lines of business within Aero. There's the drones and drone services. There's avionics and then there's military, military training. And when you look at the, the constituent companies, you recognize that in the drone area, we have some companies that have strong uh, capabilities in artificial intelligence, uh, flight controls. Um, and those companies will complement uh, many of the things that uh, that Aspen has, and we're very, very competent in displays and connected panel and GPS sensors. And uh, so that'll bring some technology into Aspen that we could bring into the general aviation market. Conversely, uh, VRCO, which is one of the constituent companies of drones, um, is going to need avionics. Um, all the drone companies are going to need avionics they're going to need certification capabilities they're going to need supply chain capabilities and Aspen's going to provide that capability for those emerging growth companies in the military training area of, uh coastal defense and agile defense are companies that provide aircraft for uh training in military environments and those 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 aircraft like L39s and things like that are going to need avionics and so we'll be able to provide uh, capabilities in those areas. So the partnership aspect of it is not only plays well in terms of talking about it, it is really kind of the cornerstone of trying to make a company like this work, because you got to be able to scale up. you got to be able to have the entrepreneurism that, that you need in the drone world. And you got to have the discipline in the military world. And no one company can do that on its own. You need the capability of all the partners to be successful.
0: So it sounds like the the partnership is going to create new opportunities in other aerospace markets that Aspen maybe hasn't played in in the past, um, and that that's going to be the key to your to your future future growth and innovation. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's an important aspect. Um, you know, general aviation is a wonderful, wonderful business, um, it, but it ha- it is limited in its size and growth because um, we all know we all participate in the discussions of trying to get more pilots. Uh, many of our aircraft are, you know, there's a lot of aircraft that have been around a long time. Uh, and, uh, there's a limited number of entrants into the market space, uh, in terms of growth. Um, and in order to really be able to bring, uh, high technology, good products, you need to have scale. And, uh, and in order to do that, you need to expand your markets. If you look at the success of, the historical success of any of the major avionic companies from the Sperry days to Collins to, to, to Garmin today, they, they, many of them started out um, uh, in the general aviation community, uh, the general aviation business jets, and they were able to expand their capabilities by adding capabilities. And many of them expanded into other markets to do that, whether it be aftermarkets, OEMs, and in some cases, um, into, into adjacent markets themselves. And that created the, the amount of investment to reinvest back into general aviation to bring new technology. That coupled with the FAA's uh, uh, part 23 rules and, and their ability to do risk-based certifications has accelerated um, you know, high technology into general aviation. If you look at it, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you, you've got a 1950s era bonanza with uh, capabilities uh, that are greater than the 767 had in 1981 when I started work. And you can never imagine that. Um, and that is a result of people um, Taking their investment dollars and funneling them back in, and our strategy is the same. I mean, we're going to expand our markets, expand uh, the capabilities of Aspen uh, beyond displays into into other product lines, Um, and that will allow us to enter into the drone market space, which is high growth. It it is a higher ceiling thing that creates more investment dollars to invest back in for new products into general aviation and expand our general aviation footprint, uh, you know, into the OEMs one day, and that's all. Very historical and is 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 a, a roadmap map that's worked very well in, in aviation and you know the difference is now we have these grow, emerging growth markets that at least at this point seem to have no ceiling. I mean you, you know you can with an imagination you could see this becoming as ubiquitous as cars. So and and as a result of that that creates uh, uh you know more investment dollars to get put back into our you know our general aviation community which our customers and our dealers in particular will benefit from with uh, you know more business and, and, and different things to do. And that creates you know more training and more everything else and, and the importance of the dealers. All that is all part of the process.
0: And once again, we're visiting with Aspen Avionics president and CEO, John Uzikai here on AEA Amplified. This podcast is brought to you by Avionics News, the monthly magazine of the AEA that's available in print online and via mobile apps for Android and iOS devices. For a free subscription, to read Avionics News online, visit avionicsnews.net, or you can get it on Google Play or download it on the App Store. John, let me ask you, um, how will product support be handled now that Aspen is merging with a larger company?
1: So the way we see it evolving, Aspen will really be the central foundation for product support Uh, supply chain manufacturing type of things because we have a lot of that infrastructure in place Uh, aspen has a long history of uh, customer support Um, through good and bad times we focus on our customer no matter what happens our customer is number one and uh, we have a we have a very strong following within our customer community Uh, we're not always perfect don't get me wrong we have our issues um, sometimes they're big issues sometimes they're small issues but we always focus on the customer um, that is one of the big things we bring to the Arrow Group is that that culture, that infrastructure and the people. Cause when you think about it, customer service is about people, right? I mean, you, when you have an issue and you have a problem, you want to, you want to be confident that the people in that company can empathize with your problem. First of all, understand your problem, uh, be motivated to do something about your problem and be transparent with them. And, uh, you know, that's kind of been our culture. Um, and so we're going to bring that to the aero group and that that will mean that the the product support infrastructure of aero will will reflect really what aspen has established over the last 15 years
0: and that's certainly a little bit with your with your direct customer base but the um how how will the partnership let me ask you how you have so many good long standing relationships established already with your AEA member dealer network um how how does that change or will it change with this
1: um, you know, I I actually view this emerging growth uh, of uh, section or uh, segment of the marketing uh, of the market to be a huge opportunity for our dealer base. Um, let me let me expound a little bit on that. So, um, you know, these urban mobility devices or drones or whatever we you know whatever they become, whether it be delivering people, cargo, uh, medical supplies, whatever it is, they're going to need uh, to be continually updated they're gonna to need to have installations, they're gonna to need to have uh, uh, service uh, put against them, but, and, and also operating them. And it creates opportunities for the dealer network that exists today. And I think that uh, the dealer network that's part of AEA is going to become the foundation backbone of the emerging markets as they go forward. Uh, because th- our initial will be OEM type activity where OEMs uh, provide these drones and these capabilities, um, and as they're creating different models and that, that matures over the next 20 to 50 years, um, the aftermarket part of that is gonna evolve not unlike the fixed wing and the helicopter markets do. And those dealers that are, uh, that are quick enough and, uh, and flexible enough to, to capitalize on that market are gonna find a, an amazing market for them to grow um, at a much higher rate and a much bigger than than they may be today. Um, many people might think that's pie in the sky stuff because, um, you know, drones are, you know, you, there's a lot of things to overcome to get drones into the levels are there. But there's so much money being invested and there's so much attention being invested um, on this particular market that it almost guarantees that it's going to be a large market. It may not be exactly what we think it is today, but it's going to be there. And those dealers that are flexible and, you know, agile enough to capitalize on that are going to find an amazing market for them. And, and we want to be part of that. And we want to be the, the focal point of that.
0: Yeah, I know that's welcome news for the for the for your dealers and for for AEA members there that work with you. So to be clear, it it do, it sounds like that, you know, as much as this is a little bit different for you, general aviation, though, is going to continue to be aspen's priority it sounds like it always has been and that that is true moving forward is that correct
1: yeah i mean i tell this people to everybody i talk to whether it be bloomberg or avionics news or ain we are a general aviation company aspen's history its culture um, is a general aviation company it is the what the reason why um aero group wanted us because the other people see the strengths that uh that the the general aviation uh, approach towards everything is there. We, we see this as a, as just like a, almost a dream come true for many of us, um, that we will have access to more capital to expand our product line, um, to, uh, enter into the OEM market at some point, um, and to improve our levels of certification to, uh, you know, class four aircraft and part 25 aircraft one day. I mean, the dream is big and it's, and it's very exciting and it all starts with having a culture and a uh, basis in general aviation and that's going to be continuing that's going to be the rock solid part of it that's the reason why there is a specific line of business in the aero group called avionics because we are going to focus on general aviation avionics and expand that there for our customers our dealers um the aerospace community um i i've said this since i started with Aspen. Competition is great. Uh, You always got to have competition. Competition is what drives prices down. Competition is what brings technology in. You look at where we were when we started and the number of avionics manufacturers and where they are today and what we're working on. I'm a firm believer if it wasn't for competition, much of that technology would never come to place. I'll use Connected Panel as a perfect example. We came out with Connected Panel in 2011. Um, ForeFlight was a glimmer in many people's eye iPads had just started to in the in the in the cockpits um and we had a vision that you know pri- for providing connectivity between an app uh, an iPad or a tablet application to avionics was going to bring a, a whole new world and look where we are today look how many applications there are look how many uh just how many people provide uh, iPad applications and how many different ways there are to get that into your cockpit and how many different ways there are to get that into an airplane um and that is what makes things exciting it's competition nobody stood still we you know we we introduced the idea it's expanded to great levels it's been a great business for us it's been a great business for others and we barely see the tip of the iceberg of it competition is great and aspen's growth into the aero group is going to provide a higher level of capabilities that's going to drive more competition in the market space going to drive more innovation more markets And more affordability into the market space. I've been a firm believer of this since the very beginning, and I just see this as another opportunity to take that to the next level.
0: So you know, we've talked about how this is going to help you with future product development and future product lines, but is there any light you can shed on on what might be uh, forthcoming in that regard?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's you know, we 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 have always had in our roadmaps to expand our display line. To expand sensors, we acquired, uh, Accord, uh, uh, technologies to expand the GPS sensor line. Um, and, uh, you know, GA growth rates are, have not been, you know, uh, the, the best in terms of, uh, attracting investors in a purely, uh, GA play. Um, and as a result of that, we've had limited investments to, to do that. I mean, we have the, the desire to move to an ODA. Um, expand our sensor technology to other products, um, expand our controls aspects into other products, uh, more integrated displays in the cockpits and all that means. Um, so you're gonna see us moving into those areas simultaneously with providing those types of capabilities into the drone network. And with the Aero group of companies in artificial intelligence and flight controls and sensors, uh you're going to see that bleeding back into our product lines into uh general aviation and uh that will mean that you'll see some innovative products that maybe we don't know what they are today Uh, and then you'll see us moving into the classical parts of avionics uh that we don't play in today that we will move into uh clearly flight controls is 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 a very big part of uh where things are done, Garmin has has moved that technology so far and so fast um, to an auto land capability. Um, you know that is a that is a big growth in area, and flight controls is an area that we'd like to see ourselves expanded to, um, especially since those capabilities are going to be needed in the drone network, and we're going to be the ones that provide that with our member companies and arrows. So, you know, we could see things like that. You know, maybe it's not a direct autopilot, maybe it's something hybrid towards it, maybe it's an integrated type uh, uh, product that, uh, that's a little bit different than what's today. What we've learned at Aspen is, and I think we've all learned this in avionics, copying others is not a good way to win. You've got to find innovation that differentiates yourself. And that's what we've always been. And we've always limited ourselves to differentiating products and differentiating markets um, where we could grow. And I think you're going to expect to see more of that from Aspen.
0: Well, John, thanks so much for joining us here on AEA Amplified, sponsored by Avionics News Magazine, and I know we certainly look forward to seeing your team at the upcoming AEA Connect conferences uh, later this September and into October uh, in Naples, Florida and Kansas City, Missouri. But before we close, is there anything we missed or any other items that you'd like to share with your AEA member dealers or the avionics community at large?
1: Yeah, I just, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, talk with me today. I always enjoy talking, as you can tell, about this because I'm very excited about this, I'm always excited about the industry. But I, I just wanted to make a few comments about AEA as, and what role it plays and how important it is to companies like us. When we received, uh, you know, the AEA Associate Member of the Year Award, that was, that today still is one of our highlights of the company. I mean, that was very exciting. Um It was even a little bit emotional, to be quite honest with you, for the founders and stuff. Um, but AEA plays such a critical role in its member companies, member dealers and its associate members, um, you know, ranging from the, uh, the conventions and the, and the connect meetings to the availability of data in terms of market growth and things like that. I, I just won't want to plug support for AEA and, it's, and, and the dealers that are part of it. And uh, let everybody know that we see AEA as a big part of the future of not only just general aviation but also of the emerging growth markets and uh and support all that AEA does and uh and all that the dealers do with it and I I, I just want to I'd be I want to make sure I say that before we close here and and just uh let you guys know we appreciate all that you do.
0: Oh, we and we appreciate all that you do. Again, that's John Uzikai, the president and CEO of Aspen Avionics. Thanks again, and we look forward to visiting with you soon. And to learn more about avionics, or excuse me, to learn more about Aspen Avionics, you can visit them online at aspenavionics.com. And that's going to wrap it up for today. And we hope you can join us again soon for another episode of AEA Amplified. Don't forget you can learn more about the AEA at AEA.net or follow us on our social media platforms at linkedin facebook twitter and youtube until next time here on aea amplified so long everybody and be safe